Evolution or podcast coming your way, guys. Good evening, guys and gals out there all around the world. Steve Smee here and Rick in the house. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? All right, guys. So Q&A, your favorite. Um, everyone loves the Q&A, so let's get right into it. First guy wants to know how long and why do I have to wait between cycles? So this is a really, really good one, guys. Um, you know what? This isn't a black and white answer. So let me, let me just straight off the bat and say it. Everyone's going to be different, guys. Blood work is the key. I always tell guys, look for blood work and don't just take, you know, don't get blood work just for your testosterone levels. You got to get blood work on your LH. You got to get blood work on your FSH. You got to get blood work on your organs. All that has to be balanced. Your estrogen has to be balanced. All that stuff has to come back. If your LH and FSH are lagging, your testosterone levels may be normal, but your LH and FSH are lagging from pre-cycle bloods, you got to wait a little longer. So a good rule of thumb I always tell guys is cycle PCT and then twice that time off. And that's a really conservative way to approach it, guys. But that's a pretty good blueprint. But at the end of the day, that's going to really depend on what you use, how long you used it, how much you used it, your body, how old you are, your history, how healthy your HPTA is. All that good stuff is all going to factor in. So there is not a specific black and white answer to it, but you can just follow those tips and you can follow your blood work and that will kind of lead you in the right direction. What's your experience on this, Rick? Yeah, look, unless you're a competitor, you got to get off this stuff. You know, guys who compete, you've already got 40, 50 pounds of muscle on you that your body can't hold. Yeah, you're going to have to stay on steroids year round. But if you're just trying to look good with your shirt off, regular guy, just need a little push. You really, out of a 12 month year, you really should only be on about three, maybe four months out of the year. You shouldn't be on half of the time. A third of the year is about good enough for you to be on. And that should keep you looking great and making progress and bettering year after year, as long as you're consistent, diet and all. So you have to take time off. You have to let your organs detox. You have to let your receptors refresh psychologically you want to live the lifestyle and be motivated to train without any drugs just for every reason you really want to come off if you're not a competitor if you're getting on stage trying to win some trophies different situation but just guys like you and i steve all those reasons and more just you need to have enough time off to take proper blood tests because when you're on this stuff or just coming off of it, everything's going to be skewed. So that, you know, I mean, what else can I say, right? See? Yeah, it's as simple as that, guys. And don't make the mistake of uh, just saying, oh, I feel good. So I'm just going to jump back on. No, no, no. <laughs> doesn't mean anything if you feel good. It doesn't mean anything. You got to get blood work. So you can go on evolution.org or Elite Fitness. Go in my signature, Steve SMI. I have a link to how you can get blood work for about 60, 65 bucks. That's it, guys. That's cheaper than how much it costs to get your car washed. So go, go, go get the blood work. Don't be a wuss. Don't be scared to get your, uh, your arm pricked with a needle. Go get the blood work. It takes, it takes like five minutes, all right? All right, guys. Next one is why do I always gain so much weight on steroids the first three weeks? Then it levels off. So that's, that's a really, really interesting one. And uh, first, let me just say, guys, 
I'm not a scale watcher. I used to be. And uh, I really, really hate watching the scale. I don't believe in it. I believe in, in watching the mirror. If your goals are bodybuilding, you watch the mirror. If your goals are strength, you watch the bar. So that's, that's the bottom line on that. Number two, when you first go on steroids, okay, you'll gain a lot of weight at first. A lot of that is water weight. The reason is, is very simple. All right. Your body's going to hit a point of homeostasis. Your body's going to hit a point of where it's not going to, you just don't keep gaining forever. All right. If that was the case, then all these guys who run steroids, uh, abuse steroids for 10, 20 years, they'd be 500 pounds of muscle by now. It doesn't work like that. Your body's always going to fight, fight, fight. Your body's going to prevent you from gaining weight. You don't want to keep gaining weight forever. You will give, basically give yourself a stroke if that was the case. So your body has ways. Your body's like a furnace. It's going to adjust. If you start gaining weight too fast, your body's going to adjust to that, and it's going to, it's going to stop that adjustment from happening. And that's, that's just the way it is, guys. That's, that's just the way our bodies are made. Every animal on earth is, is built that way. We don't just gain forever. You have a baby born. The baby gets bigger. The baby gets bigger. The baby gets bigger. Once you hit adult stage, you don't grow anymore. Our bodies mature. So to expect your body as an adult to just grow, 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 grow nonstop, that tells me that you probably haven't built a proper base yet. If you really, really, really just want to gain, 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 what base did you put on? You know, um, are you a skinny guy who just wants to put on, you know, 50 pounds and get big? Well, most of that's going to be water and fat. You're not going to put lean muscle tissue on in a short amount of time. So take a long-term approach to this, guys. You don't want to gain a lot of weight fast. So, um, you know, that's usually what happens. But, you know, typically, you know, the first few weeks, you'll gain the most out of your cycle. That's completely normal. And that's, that's actually uh, healthy. A healthy alternative. What do you think, Rick? Well, yeah, I agree that on a conventional cycle, your growth spur is really about three weeks. Sometimes if you're kickstarting, those three weeks will be right at the start. Sometimes if you have some longer esters, even maybe some, some tremble on tremble on, I noticed takes about two, three weeks to, to start kicking in. Then your growth spur might start around week three or four, but yeah, conventional cycle, the ones that you'll see on paper, everybody doing, yeah, your growth spur is going to be about three weeks and that's about as much as your muscles can grow under those conditions. Now I say conventional cycle, you know, regular kind of 10 to 14 week cycle, start, finish PCT, growth spur is about three weeks long. There's stuff that let's say guys who compete and they're on steroids year round on guys on TRT, that are on steroids for years, basically you're injecting. There's stuff guys can do. You know, you can, for example, in a really long cycle, like a competition style cycle, you can kickstart four weeks with, uh, let's say D-ball, four weeks, six weeks, kick, kickstart to your cycle with Dianabol. You uh, get off the D-ball around week six, keep the steroids going for another eight weeks, uh, the injectables. And then eight weeks later, you switch things up and then you get, on Winstrol as an oral and some other steroids and you're still on. I mean, there are ways to, to get your body to grow again. Just adding like insulin or growth hormone or peptides to a cycle, it'll change some of those things up. But your regular conventional cycle, you got about a three-week growth spur. 
that's about what your body's going to is going to put out. All right, guys. So um, next one, guys, is it worth it to use cutting steroids if you're over fifteen percent body fat? Let me tell you guys something. We do this, okay, for a reason. We do this. We want to have a four pack, a six pack, maybe even an eight pack if we're lucky. We want to be able to see the cuts in our body. <laughs> and Rick just stood up and showed me his abs, okay? His rock hard abs. Guys, we do this for that reason. Why, why do this? <laughs> why bodybuild if you can't even see your fucking abs? It doesn't even make sense. Now, if you're a powerlifter, you just care about strength, I get it, all right? I've been there, done that. It's a beautiful thing to be able to lift, lift twice as much as the, the motherfucker sitting next to you on the bench. Been there, done that. But in terms of pure bodybuilding, to use a cutting cycle, okay, you want to be lean as it is. You want to be able to see those cuts, all right? So to go on cycle at 15% body fat or more and to run a cutter like Winstrol or Nostron or Proviron or Anovar, any of those, you're not going to be able to see those results in the mirror because your muscles are going to be covered in fat. So the logical thing to do would be to lose that fat first. And then once you cut down, then you can run those cutting stat, those cutting steroids like Winstrol, Masteron, T-Bowl, Anovar, you know, I can go on and on. That's going to be a beautiful thing. And, um, you're going to drive yourself crazy if you run steroids at that body fat because what's going to happen on steroids, you know, your appetite's going to go up. You're, you're going to be building. Steroids help prevent mass wasting. So it's, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You go on at 15% body fat, you go up to maybe 16 17% body fat on cycle. And then you're like, oh, I want to cut. So you cut back down to 15%. Then you go back on steroids. You're up to 17%, 16%. You're drive yourself crazy. So why not just go from fucking 15% down to like 7 8%? Then you can go on the fucking cutting steroids. And then you'll get fucking ripped as fuck. And you'll be getting all the bitches at the beach next summer. What do you think, Rick? <laughs> I like that. That's good motivation there, bro. Um, look, uh, I've seen professional bodybuilders that go up as high as 15% during the off season and whatnot, but that's not your situation. Most likely if you're 15% body fat, core lifestyle issues that you have to deal with, you've let yourself go. You fell off the wagon. There's really no reason for anybody to get up that high. Um, so 15% body fat. Now you gotta, I would say, bring it down to. 11, 12, 10-ish, and then you could really, you throw some steroids on there. But 15%, you're, you're way too high up to be doing, uh, to really be doing steroids. And look, and it depends on the situation. I, we had a caller one time who was higher than that, about 19%, but he was already on TRT anyway. So maybe a bit of a different situ situation for him. He was already on, on testosterone replacement therapy. But you know, if you're just 15% body fat and you're trying to get down, good, good diet, training, habits, uh, maybe some over-the-counter supplements can help out. Once you start to scratch 10%, that's when you want to 
that's what you want to throw in the sauce that you'll be okay. And your and ideally your goal, my goal, everybody's goal out there, I think, sustain the single digits year round while being natty. That's that's the world I like to live in. You know, staying around eight, nine percent body fat seven on on a good week, because it'll fluctuate. Mines will go from seven percent to nine percent from one week to, to the next and then come back down, depending on what I'm doing. So that that's you want you want to be able to stay there without steroids. That's kind of you know, steroids will give you a push to maybe make the progress that you would have made, put on the muscle that you would have put on in, in a couple of years in a in in a 12-week, 16-week span for good cycle, good post-cycle therapy. And then you want to be able to maintain as much of that as you possibly can while staying off the steroids and not needing to toxify any of your organs to look that good. So core lifestyle issues. If you're 15%, core lifestyle issues. Get yourself down 10, 11, 12%, 9%. You know, if you get yourself down naturally to 9% while still holding on nice, nice amount of mass, once you put the steroids on, man, you you'd be incredible. Nice cutting cycle, look great. But you're coming down from 15%. I mean, in the best case scenario, if you've got like some Winstrol and Mastron and you're doing something good and you're dieting down, best case scenario, you know, three, four weeks into your cycle, you're, you're not going to be 10%. You're not going to drop 5% body fat in, in four weeks just like that. So it might maybe a waste of time. But if you start off at 11%, you cut down, man, how, how might you look at 6 7% body fat? You know, that's, that's a nice picture. <laughs> nice picture for the Instagram, right? So uh, what do you think, Steve? Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's for sure. And, uh, you know, we've all, we all see this on the forum all the time. And guys, they'll, uh, they'll even do logs. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm going to run cutting steroids on 15%. And then they'll get to page four, page five of the log, and then we'll never hear from them again. So I really think that, uh, guys, the best thing to do is um, everyone wants to be stubborn on this and they don't want to listen. But, you know, if you get on the proper diet and you cut down, it will not take you long, assuming, I mean, you've been there before to cut back down. But if you've been, if you've been fat all your life, if you've been 20, 25% body fat since you can remember, and now you're down to 15%, yeah, it's going to be harder to come back down. I'm not, I'm not going to bullshit you on that. And, um, and then at the end of the day, not everybody was born to be a bodybuilder. So in that situation, but I mean, if you were lean before you fell off the wagon, like Rick said, you want to get back, your body remembers how lean you were. So it's just a matter of getting back on the wagon guys and changing up what you, what you throw out your body. So main thing for everyone out there is you have to, be more in love with your physique than with food. And then it'll, it gets easier from that point on. So if you just love your physique, love the way you look more than you do food, than stuff in your face, things will get easier from that point on. But that's, that's the number one hurdle. That's what makes people fall off the wagon. That, because look, even if you were really too busy to go to the gym, like some people say, you could have still ate right. Not too busy to eat right. You're not too busy to, to fast for a day or two. So at the end of the day, love your physique more than you do food and tastiness and sweets and 
bat fats and all that shit. And it'll get easier from then on. All right, guys. So this one's for you, Rick. And this is, uh, this could be many different reasons for this, but this guy wants to know how come different supplements keep upsetting his stomach. So can you help this guy out? Maybe go through some, some of the more common supplements and ways you can avoid stomach upset. Most people out there have terrible gut health. Number one, most people out there have, have terrible gut health. Also, uh, uh, people who consume marijuana tend to also have pretty bad gut health. Um, they just, they may be, don't know it or feel it because the consumption kind of numbs them to that. But a lot of people have bad gut health. So before even taking supplements, you should be, ha you should be taking about 30 grams of dietary fiber per day. You should be taking probiotics and you should take some digestive enzymes to help your food along. Probiotics are real, real important because we, there are some antibiotics we still get in our meats, whether you want to accept it or not, we do. And once that meat reaches your colon, still have some antibiotics and they'll, they'll kill some of the good bacteria. Also, some of the sweeteners, artificial sweeteners, throw your, your gut bacteria, um, will, will throw it all out of whack. So you have to take care of those things first. Once that's all taken care of, it's a good chance most supplements and most stuff you take is going to, it's going to sit well with you. You know, that, but it's hard to really know if, if it's a particular supplement that really made your stomach upset or if it was your, your digestion, which just wasn't great to begin with. And then you do put something on your system like a supplement that, that you know, it's, it's a dry powder and it'll just bring out any issues you already had. So the main thing is, uh, I, think, I think gut health. I think most people suffer from bad gut health and, and they tend to blame uh, certain supplements, certain meals or whatnot, but it's really gut health. So everyday fiber, probiotics, and digestive enzymes to help some of those meals along. If you have a heavy meal, digestive enzymes, take them right after your meal and it'll make, it'll make everything digest so much better. All right, guys. So this is a fun one, relationship topic of the day. So let's talk about this one. This is one we've all experienced. So let's, let's get into it. Um, this guy is saying that he's, he's very upset because his uh, girlfriend keeps making him go out with her friends and he doesn't really like any of them. He says that they're, uh, they're kind of immature. They're, um, they, they're into drinking too much. They don't really fit, you know, his lifestyle and bodybuilding. So he wants to know what he should do about this. So, um, again, Rick, I'm going to bring you in first on this and, um, I'm sure you've been in this situation before. So what's your advice for this guy here? Are they hot at least? Are they good looking? See, that's, that's, that's the lesson for her. If he goes out and he hooks up with one of her friends, then she can't bitch, bitch about it. Cause that well, was her he, fault. he doesn't drink and he's taking uh, some girls out that do drink. I mean, that's, uh, that's, I mean, they're poor movies to start off that way. So <laughs> this, this, I'm sure there's probably a bang bros movie that starts off just like that. You know, the bodybuilder doesn't drink going out with a bunch of uh, girls that drink. Look, um, I think we, we've uh, discussed this in, in previous podcasts uh, when, when we talk about relationship stuff. 
if you if you if you're uh, in this relationship with somebody that doesn't share um, your lifestyle, it just it just continues to get tougher from then on out. You know, it's one of the one of the things you have to be aware of. So, if she doesn't share your lifestyle and she's insisting you partake in hers, in that regard, I mean that's you know, that's tough. I, I know what I know what goes through the mind of a meathead when you're sitting there at, at two, three in the morning watching people drink. You know, you're sitting there thinking about, you know, when is my next protein meal? And I'm not sleeping. I'm not uh, recovering my muscles, my GH. My pituitary is not producing, you know, GH during REM sleep. You know, it's yeah, definitely not the place you want to be at. So if you But I mean, a, the drinking aside, though, what happens right. if she just wants you to go out even to dinner or anything with her friend? You don't like her friends. It's like a her a bunch of her friends and you you know sitting there and uh well unless they're like unless they're like attacking you uh in some regard if they're just silly just don't pay them any mind don't it, i mean i don't know i wouldn't just don't pay them any 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 attention if, if it's something you have sometimes you have to share with your girlfriend don't pay them any attention or just try to make sure you go to places where you don't have to hear them talk like the movie theater like, the, like a, uh, well, they like go, go, if they like to go drinking, a, a club with loud music, library, just somewhere where they have to, where they have but to. But I mean, I think quiet. the, I think the bottom line is though, he doesn't want to go. That's the point. But she makes it go. Yeah, but okay. So, so go, going back, going, so going back to my first point, right? Unless if she's your girlfriend, unless she's just a, a hookup buddy, if she's your girlfriend, you're expected to go places with her. That's kind of what you're in the relationship for. So if you knew her friends were silly before, if you knew she lived that kind of lifestyle and you're in their relationship now, what, what are you complaining about? That, that, that part I don't get. Like, okay, going out and doing things socially with your girl, that's, that's part of being in a relationship. Playing house with a girl is, you know, you go, you go do stuff with her, her family sometimes too. So these are all things that he should have considered before he, he settled for this girl. Cause that's what it sounds like. Like he settled. Right. So that, you know, he's in a relationship with somebody who doesn't share his values. And it, it sounds like they should just be casual. So he doesn't, so he's not under pressure to, to socialize with her friends. It sounds like they, have you ever, have you ever dated a girl and had to go to a wedding and like sit through a fucking entire day wedding? And you were like, fuck this shit's like a waste of time. This is so fucking boring. Have you ever been through that? I try not to. <laughs> Let's just say you had to go to a fucking wedding and spend the whole day. It's like, it's like, oh my gosh. And you don't know anyone there. It's just like people you're never going to see again. It's just like, like, why am I here type of thing? I try not to. I, I really. Well, how do you get out of it then? I really, well, I really value my time. So I, when I go into any sort of situation with a, with a girl, I put that at up front. I really value my time more than anything. And so going in, okay, by the time she gets the invitation of, hey, you come into this wedding plus one, by the time she opens the invitation, she'll already know I'm not the plus one. You know, before, uh, so I don't, I just, you, you just, when you come into the situation, you want to make sure that, that you opting out of, of weddings and opting out of going out with the girlfriends won't keep you from getting, from getting the, the poon tank, from getting sex. If you just, 
make sure to lay that groundwork down from the start, then it'll never become a thing. But if you, if you're already earning it, you know, the way you're going to get in, in her pants or her relationship or whatever is like doing these time consuming things like picking her up from work and like going to the shopping center and you know, going to the visit the mom. Like if that's, if that's kind of part of your earn it value with her, then you're going to be expected to do that. So you have to kind of, you know, if you're a man and you're focused on your goals and you're focused on your mission in life and you're focused on your things and she knows that going in, then you'll be okay to opt out of all of that. You're okay to, to, to opt out of those things, but you have to, from the start, not make it about that. You can't earn her that way with your time that way. That's it. I look, it just, to, to sum it all up, he just let the situation get to a point where he's got to do those things. And if he tries to back out now, it's, I mean, it's done. You know, she's not going to stand for it. So there's nothing, you're saying there's nothing he can do now. He's pretty much fucked. Or can he, was there something he can just pull her aside and be like, look, I want to spend time with just you. I don't mind. I want to, I have time to spend. I just want to spend it. With you. I don't want to spend it with you and six other of your friends. I want to just spend my time with you. You can go spend time with your friends. That's fine. I don't got a problem with it, but I want to spend time with you one-on-one when we're hanging out. If he says that and she says something, no, then pretty much cut the relationship off. Agree or no? Well, just don't say it that way. You can say anything. You'd be surprised just what you can propose and get a woman to agree to. You just have to say it and frame it the right way. You know, you just have to kind of say it and frame it the right way. So if you say it kind of in a, like if, you, if you're like just finally fed up and then you go and tell her, that's the kind of stuff you're going to be apologizing for later on. So if it's already in your mind, don't wait until that day when it's too much. You sit down, you write it out like a letter, you like a script, wait a day, read it over, you know, really make, if you like her that much and you know, you're walking on eggshells to, to this degree, right? You got yourself into that situation already. Then make sure you just present it in the best possible way make it about her about just spending quality time with her i love to do things just you and i your friends are cool but that should be your your girl time with her and i'll be at the gym you know i'll be at the i'll be you know whatever and then we'll you know you have to make it about about kind of her you know what i mean that's it or just tell her just straight up i think your friends flirt with me <laughs> that's a good one yeah i mean you could just plant that seed look yeah. it's it's your opinion i'd be right? like i'd be like look I, I really enjoyed last night but let me tell you something jenny she came on to me and i think she was being flirtatious way. i'm not comfortable going out and hanging out with them anymore you know and that would solve it but anyway, from now on let's just hang out me and you we can hang out with them maybe once a year or something but i don't feel comfortable in in that in that situation yeah, look look at, at the end of the day you'd really want to not have to lie ever i think just but, but look you just don't like hanging out with them they have their, and I know what you're talking about. Sometimes, girl, sometimes you'll, you'll know two or three people that are just such good friends 
that they speak their own language. And it's just annoying to be around them because they speak their own kind of lingo and they have all these memories and things they recall and stuff. So it's annoying. So, I mean, I, I guess I get it. Ideally, you'd have to not lie or make anything up. Ideally, just what you feel like, hey, you guys just have a good time together. I'm kind of the odd man out. Plus, I dislike them. <laughs> you know, I'll tolerate them because you're my girl. And, and they'll never know how much I dislike them. Because they'll because I you're my chick and I don't want to make your friends feel uncomfortable, but I rather opt out of hanging out with them. I, I once was in this situation and I and I politely declined and the girl told me she's like it was her birthday party and she was wanna hang out with like ten of her friends. I never met this people. This girl was probably maybe eight years younger than me. So all her friends were like a ten years younger than me. And I was like, look, I don't, you know, I don't want to be that. So I, I mean, I told her straight up, I was like, look, you know, I, uh, I'm not really into, into that scene. You know, I, I just want to not, not, you know, hang out with them. So, and all, like all her friends, like, like got so insulted by that. And, um, uh, it was, uh, basically she told me, she's like, look, you know, it's my birthday and I've never had a serious boyfriend. I want to spend my birthday with my, with my boyfriend. And, um, you know, so that, that's kind of what happened. So it's, it's a dicey situation for sure. Um, at the end of the day, like sometimes it's better just to just grin and bear and just pretend, go there and just pretend you're having a good time. And just, you know, it's just like two or three hours and then like, you know, cut the night short or whatever, just be like, yeah, I gotta go, go home and walk my dog or something. So if it's, if it's you know, once a trimester, yeah. <clears throat> but if you've, if you've got to do that week in and week out, no. Like if, if you've got to go with the friends, you know, once every trimester, <laughs> you know, that, it, yeah. All right. But yeah, it can't be part of your, uh, so look, you should never be in a situation where you have to hang out with people you dislike. Maybe outside of work. I guess a lot of people have jobs that deal with people they dislike at work, but I guess there's a different situation. Relationship-wise, you, you, you shouldn't have to do that. And she shouldn't have to uh, stop hanging out with her friends because you don't like them. She should be able to just have girls night out or whatever. Out. That's what I think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let her have her own fucking, you know, girls night out, whatever. But from this, from, from, this, from this start, you, gotta, you have to lay the groundwork down from the start. And if you're a man, you're about your, your business and you're about your goals and your mission in life and you really are doing it and you really are working on it every day, she should understand. You know, she should understand. You should be, it should be something that she should understand and respect. So you should never have the pressure, never have to have a whole thing about, I don't want to hang out with your friends anymore. It should be that when you get into a relationship that, all those things, all that groundwork is laid down from the start. You know, like, hey, we hung out with your friends that one time. Uh, they're cool, but not, I'd rather be at the gym. You, you hang out with your friends. I'll be at the gym. You and I will just hang out, you and I, when, when it's time. And if you do that, you know, from the start, you're good. But you're going to wait until months and months later, hanging out with her, with her friends, maybe laughing at some of their jokes, to then kind of turn around and say, oh, I'd never liked them to begin with. Um, yeah, probably not. Not probably not a good look. 
All right, guys, Evolution or podcast, guys. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll have another Q&A next week for Steve Smee and Rick. We'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you. Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys. Guys, this is the required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be recorded as medical advice. Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program.